What's up, Geeky D's? Jordan Ferguson coming to you solo from the Polly Pocket on a gorgeous and record-breaking February afternoon here in Toronto. Why am I solo today? Well, as you will hear in the episode, I had to take a weekend trip out of town to commemorate my mom's 65th birthday and early victories over cancer. Happy birthday, Mom. So we had to record in advance, which meant this episode would air after the launch of our Patreon campaign, which would mean having to delay the shoutouts, and we just cannot have that. A podcaster must have a code, and we are nothing if not people of our words. Kate and I have uh, been perpetually humbled since the start of this whole thing. Uh, it's really an honor to know that this isn't just the two of us yammering into a void, whether you are friends with us IRL or nah. The fact that you want to support us is kind of unbelievable, and we will keep working to bring you the kind of show and the types of rewards you want. As always, you can swing through patreon.com slash geekdownpod, check out our welcome video, get info on all the patronage tiers and associated rewards that we offer there if you are so inclined to support us in that manner. Every bit counts from a dollar to twenty-five. It all makes a difference. We appreciate it all so much. So that said, let's get some shout-outs. A Geek Down salute and shout-out to Justin Morton, Stuart Thursby, Greg Atkinson, Jeff Malosh, Matt McGrath, Andrew Lund, and Travis Ion. We thank you so much. We really can't believe it. We are like a quarter of the way to our goal after just a few days. It's kind of awesome. Kate's back can already feel the lumbar support. She's picking out chairs at Ikea already, I'm sure. Hashtag chair for Kate, 2K17. Uh, I also want to take an opportunity to shout out uh, people who support us in other ways, like Luna Nightingale on SoundCloud or Danielle Bridget Brusides. I'm so sorry. I know I butchered your name just then. Uh, on Facebook, both of them just keep hitting that like button and making us feel supported and that... You know, we're doing we're doing some good stuff. And as well, shouts to Emily Yoshida, uh, host of the It's Cool to Like anime, or anime, as she pronounces it properly, podcast, who uh, read a letter I had sent in to her about Yuri on Ice, of all things, and uh, name-dropped the show on there. So thank you so much, Emily. And also shouts to Amelia Cook, our hero, founder of AnimeFeminist.com, who gave us a lovely recommendation on Twitter as well. These are ways that you can support the show, even if you don't feel comfortable or don't want to become a Patreon through our Patreon campaign, rate and review us on iTunes, pass the show along to a friend. If you know they might enjoy it, just anything that can help us grow our audiences is truly appreciated. You can swing through the Patreon page, patreon.com slash geekdownpod. There's lots of content on there that I've been trying to keep updated. There's been outtakes from our videos, show notes, previews of the next episode, process images of the $25 reward that we're offering by Phil and host illustrator and friend of the show, Kaimdar. It's all on there. Not everything is under lock and key for patrons. There are public posts as well. So by all means, check that out. I'm going to stop yammering and thank you again so much, everyone for all the support you've been giving me and Caitlin. It means more to us than you will ever know. And uh, yeah, on that note, we'll get this episode underway. I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. 
everyone. Welcome to another amazing, fabulous, wonderful, magical episode of the Geek Down Podcast. They're magical now. Yeah. I was unaware. Well, they are. Okay. The show where two friends and fellow geeks sit down and try to figure out where their fandoms intersect. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. My name is Jordan Ferguson. And this is episode 56. 56. 56. Pew, pew, pew. You know who we didn't mention in last week's podcast? Who did we not mention? And this is just your point about being magical that I have uh, hooked onto. Chauncey. We forgot to talk about Chauncey because we were so... We were so concerned about getting all the Patreon details out last episode. We didn't even tell you how you can listen to the Geek Down podcast. I know. That's terrible of us. It is terrible. Uh, If you were wondering, there are two primary ways you can listen to the Geek Down podcast. First and foremost, soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod. Give us a follow on there. You will be notified every time a new episode goes live. As well, iTunes. Hit subscribe. And just like that. Just unbelievable. Like you've said his name into a mirror three times. Ya mans, Chauncey, the Geek Down Internet Elf. Poof. And I'm sure you were worried because you thought with this whole Patreon thing, maybe he was going to be outsourced. You thought maybe you thought maybe we were downsizing and getting rid of Chauncey. Nah, nah, son. Chauncey no. ain't going nowhere. Frankly, he will not he will not leave. He won't leave. He just we don't, we don't have a choice. Here. He's he just... always here. He's looking at me right now. <laughs> There's nothing he loves more than smashing episodes of the Geek Down into your cellular device but because it's magic it won't break it so don't worry nope totes fine won't break your precious iphone if while you are subscribing you want to head over to itunes or through your device give us a a rating or a review we'd really appreciate that would be delightful been a while since we had one yeah so maybe if you are a a i user of some kind some sort of mac person (laughs) you could just do that for us or even if you're not if there's an option there to rate and review we'd appreciate it or on SoundCloud, Sound like tap, you can tap that like button. Do messages. Also, if you feel being like, hey, I really like this thing that they're putting together and maybe you'd like to support us, you could head on over to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash GeekDownPod. All the information you could ever want about what this means for the GeekDown and what we're trying to accomplish with it. First and foremost, chair for Caitlin. Chair for Caitlin. I, honestly, I feel like we need to have a change.org petition about this. Hashtag... I'm not against getting you a chair. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just said I think we need more people to know. Do about that thing the where fact. if it gets like 200,000 signatures or something, the White House has to comment on it. <laughs> yeah. That'd be yeah. great. That'd be great. Yeah, we're gonna get Caitlin the best chair. It'll be tremendous. It'll be just the uh, best chair anyone's ever seen. It'll be gilded. It'll have really? gold. It'll be. It'll be a chair is not good enough for Caitlin. It'll be. It'll have. A, it'll be a throne. <gasps> I get a throne? No, you don't get a throne. Oh. Look at this place. There's not room for a throne in here. Well, unless it was a foldable, well, lucky, some kind of fold-out Lucky throne. you have a cube to sit on as it is. <laughs> it is a cube. I am just sitting <laughs> on a cube. It's like a milk crate covered in fabric. <laughs> anyway, chairs, mixers, SoundCloud hosting. There's a bunch of stuff we want to do, and we would love it if you could find it in your hearts to support us, to help us improve the show, and give you more of the stuff you already love. So yeah, with all that good stuff out of the way. Oh wait, no, there's one more. What else? Uh, if they just want to talk to us, if you just want to chat. Yeah, get at us on Twitter. Maybe talk to us about the the new theme song. The new theme song. Yes, you can get us on that. Tell us if you hate it, which I'm sure many of you do. It'll grow on you. It'll us. grow on you. Grow on us. We like it. Uh, you can do that on Twitter at Geekdown Pod. Fuck Tumblr. 
and email us geekdownpod at gmail.com or at the Facebook group, which is at www.facebook.com forward slash geekdownpod. We are out of time this week, Kate. We are. Because Jordan is out of town. So the Jordan that you are listening to and the Caitlin you are listening to right now are not the Jordan and Caitlin who were uh, living two days ago or three days ago when usually we record it and then you hear it. But way before that. So we are from the past. Guys, I'm scared. It's the same Jordan and Kate you listened to on last week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> so we are doubling up because Jordan will be out of town because it's his mom's 65th birthday Aww. slash fuck you cancer. You ain't killed me yet. That's I, I honestly that's I think that's a great theme for a party. <laughs> she's called it 65 and still alive. <laughs> um, she'll have to start chemo treatments two days later. But, but we, we ain't going to talk. We ain't going to talk about that for now. For now, Kath, Kath is hanging in. She's doing all right. So, yeah, I'm going to head down there. And, and I'm kind of trying to make a concerted effort to spend more time at home. Make more time to visit as it is. So, uh, happy birthday, Kath. Happy birthday, Kath. 65. Um, and uh, the week that has just passed for Caitlin is she's probably crying in a corner. Future Caitlin somewhere. Because I'm have, I, I know that the week will have been very, very difficult week. But I will have also seen Lego Batman. Cool. You haven't seen that yet? Nope. Haven't seen that yet. Looking forward to it. It's gotten good reviews, hasn't it? And every person I've talked to has really liked it. I think IGN looked at all the Batman movies, like the Rotten Tomato scores of like every Batman movie, mm-hmm. and Lego Batman was like second only to The Dark Knight. Oh, wow. Yeah, that that makes sense. So there you go. Michael Sarah's Robin is just already winning so i didn't know that i just love the look of him <laughs> yes <laughs> innocent innocent eyes well speaking of batman you want to get into some news yeah i do some, there's some not not time sensitive <laughs> <laughs> stories out there in the world that we checked out uh not the least of which so surprised to no one there has been uh turmoil in the world of the solo batman movie oh really the affleck movie yes we will recall that ben affleck was supposed to write and direct this uh i don't remember that but okay yes he was that was initially one of the things that made people go oh maybe that won't be terrible because affleck fresh from oscar wins for argo as writer director had indicated he was going to write and direct this batman movie like oh well that could be fun yeah not terrible now we have found out possibly just because he wants he wanted to slash he kind of got checked by the performance of live by night which was his last acting directing uh attempt right adaptation of a dennis lehane novel that came out uh late last year and did not perform well i've never even heard of it there you go that he was, I believe he he had volunteered to step down as the director of the Batman movie. And what has been reported this week from John Compe, sorry, I don't listen to his show, forgive me, host of the uh, Movie Talk podcast for Collider, has said, according to no less than four separate sources, Affleck just kind of, might kind of want out-out. 
Oh. Of the whole Batman Enterprise. Oh, that's not good. Not good. I don't think he has a choice in the matter. <laughs> and I don't think even in reporting this, uh, Compe apparently said, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, as you should always take everything with a grain of salt. Everything. Hashtag fake news. Blah. Uh, there's obviously been no official comment about this, but can can a week go by without any turmoil in the DC movie world? Well, this is funny because we talked about a long time ago. I don't know if we, it actually made it to the sh- uh, to the to the show, um, but I remember once we were talking about how there had been some rumblings that the producers didn't care how bad the Batman film was. Because no matter what, it was going to make money. Yeah, maybe. Um, and this is what happens, though, right? If it's if it's bad, if things go badly, your stars, one of the main attractions of your films, want out. Um, so I find that really interesting and sort of really sad as well. And apparently they were uh, trying to fast track talks with Affleck's replacement and they were looking strongly that it would be Matt Reeves, who directed Cloverfield and has been behind these... Uh, recent planet of the apes movies right and i'm just seeing as i was looking for the author of this article found a story from like hours ago that Near matt reeves, hours ago that matt reeves has now dropped out ah because he is possibly the speculation on the article also on collider that i read mentioned that he is likely knee deep in you know post post-production for the next planet of the apes movie mm-hmm. war of the planet of the apes and Warner Brothers probably wants to get this chop chop on this Batman movie. Yeah, I so, would say. So they probably want to move faster than Reeves is willing to go. Um, so we are still without a director on this on this Batman movie, which I feel like is apparently still uh, co-writing with Jeff Johns and his Argo partner, the guy he co-wrote Argo with. So he's still involved as a scriptwriter and actor, obviously, for the moment. But yeah. Scuttlebutt. Scuttlebutt's flying everywhere on yeah. this on this Batman project. Do you want to know a fun fact? I love fun facts. Uh, I found out where Scuttlebutt comes from. Please tell me. So in the 1700s, yes. um, on ships, there used to be a container, like a, a barrel of fresh water. And that's what they used to call the Scuttlebutt. So it literally means the water cooler. <laughs> but it was the old timey water cooler. There you go. Because people used to hang around this barrel of fresh water. And gossip. And gossip. Gossip about. Other ships. Lackluster poop deck wiping that, <laughs> that, that dug in custodial. <laughs> yeah. And then about, you know, Fucking which, Doug. which, uh, which cat houses were maybe the cleanest <laughs> in this port of Harbor. That is essential information. Very much so. Very much so. Uh, so yeah, just a fun fact for everyone. Kate's Fun Facts, brought to you by the Alberta Tourism Board. (laughs) Uh, But speaking about tourism boards, if you're in Arizona, (laughs) it's Kate's Astronomy Update, time for you to learn about stars and planets. So actually, not just Arizona, really, the next couple weeks, keep your eyes to the sky, um, because (laughs) it's all about the planets this month. What's happening? Hey, Kate, what's up with planets? <laughs> well, they reflect the sun's light and at certain times of the year seem brighter than at other times. You don't say. Yeah. What planets are we talking about? Specifically, we are talking about 
Venus. Venus is my favorite planet. Is it? I don't have a favorite planet. Oh, I have a favorite planet. What what what, what is your favorite planet? Um, it's Saturn. Yeah, that that tracks. Have, have, you, have you not seen those rings? <laughs> Beautiful rings, magnificent rings. Who who likes Saturn enough to put a ring on it? I do, <laughs> but it already has one. There you go. So, sorry, um, late February into March, um, you should definitely uh, look for Venus. It should be crazy bright. Um, Mars is a little fainter, but still somewhat visible if you know where to look. Um, Jupiter is also kicking around, and Saturn, so all the planets are going to have relatively good visibility. Fucking planetary jamboree out there. I know. Um, Different times of the day, different um, areas. So, I would go to somewhere like NASA. They've got a really good layout of what the skies are going to look like in your area and we'll tell you what time of day or well night you can you can see the planets so yeah i just wanted to share because you know you don't always get these opportunities to see really bright planets get your planet on fam yeah do you want more dc directorial news oh i didn't know there was more dc directorial news i didn't either but there is okay and it's real weird number one apparently I don't know why I thought there might not be, because it did make a gob ton of money, despite the near-universal critical panning, but uh, Suicide Squad 2... What? ...they are starting to talk about. Huh. And has been confirmed by both parties, there have been some potential talks with a director. Okay. That director is Mel Gibson. No. I would have thought it was bullshit, but he was doing a Q&A for Hacksaw Ridge somewhere. And somebody asked him about it, and he alluded to a uh, a first date he had gone on. Oh my god! With the folks at DC Warner Brothers. Twenty seventeen, you are just all over the place. I, mean, I don't know what's going on with you, and I mean, I don't want to live in a world where people who make a mistake have their entire careers ripped out from under them. But are, are we are we rushing the Mel Gibson comeback? <laughs> and also, he is crazy. Seems to be. Like he, he it's is... not like he made one mistake. He made a bunch in quick succession and has continued to be i i honestly believe mentally unstable that's libelous so i'm not going to co-sign that <laughs> come for caitlin great thanks <laughs> yeah i don't i don't i don't i don't know i don't know i'm just i'm baffled by that one to be honest i'm hoping it's just a rumor one of those rumors it probably is i mean listen you take a meeting it doesn't mean anything it means the studio's just you know hey why not give it a try mel gibson took a meeting big whoop it's like the guy's not an untalented director it's not that he is without talent it's not that i'm not curious what a mel gibson helmed suicide squad movie would look like but at the same time just makes the whole thing feel icky yeah yeah very icky just makes it feel icky well, I think to end on a happier, nicer note, I've got one more bit of news I can share. Oh, okay. You ready for this? It's great news. Sure. Winning forever now, which is great, is Donald Glover. Well, yeah. Because not only is he, of course, going to be Lando Calrissian. Young Lando. He's also going to be Simba. From the live-action Lion King movie. What? Yeah. How is it live-action? Well, you know how the way they did the Jungle Book? Oh, okay. okay. So I suppose you could call it 
real action? Real-esque. Real-esque. So apparently John Favreau, who worked on The Jungle Book, and um, as I- Did he? Yeah. As io9 put it, is raking in piles and piles of money, or has raked in piles and piles of money. Um, Disney was like, do that thing you did with The Jungle Book, but do it for The Lion King. The Jungle Book did well? Yes. Did you not see it? No. Oh, it was very, very good. All right. You should- Hey, it's on Netflix. (laughs) Is it? Yeah. Guess what's in my future, friends? Good job, look. Um, as well as, there is another bit of casting that will get me out to see that movie. Maybe even slightly more than Donald Glover. The father of all fathers, James Earl Jones, is going to be playing Mufasa. Oh, he's returning. Yet again, yes. My God, that's amazing. I just, I like, I just want them... To you know how in Futurama they just take people's heads and they put them in a jar. <laughs> yes. Can we just do that with James Earl Jones? B. Neil Gaiman said one of his all-time dreams was to be a head in a jar in Futurama, and he actually they actually did it to him once. So. Oh. You, you, you want to actually you want to actually keep James Earl Jones's head in a head he in just, a bat? he's like this a phenomenal actor, but also a phenomenal voice actor. Can we just keep that voice? Yes, he does. He did the voice for Star Wars Rebels. Did he really? Yeah. He does like all of the Darth Vader. He just does because he's amazing. I thought they found. I thought I didn't know he was still doing all of it. I might check receipts on that because I keep him very, very busy. But well, he didn't. He didn't do it for Clone Wars, but I'm like so sure he did it for Rebels. But now I have to check. I don't remember. I saw him on an interview once, going back to like the Darth Vader thing. And I don't know if the how it came up or if the interviewer was alluding to this. Basically, just like implying that man, you must just be like caked up from doing the voice of Darth Vader. And James Earl Jones was like. No, I don't get any money off of that. As far as like a royalty, like he got like a flat rate as a performer, but he doesn't get any like residuals from being the voice of Darth Vader. And I remember the interviewer was kind of flabbergasted and James Earl Jones just gave this really like Zen defense of it and how he didn't like hold a grudge or anything. Like he just loves acting so much and like the fact that he got to be a part of this thing and that like you know generations of people know him for that is like that was cool enough for him he didn't need to like have the money truck pull up quarterly to like dump a pile on his on his lawn that's amazing he's just he's a cool ass dude yeah exactly head in a jar see (laughs) this is just going towards my argument about him being head in the jar so yeah that's my that's my bit of good news so we have a live action lion king movie i feel like donald glover and Gonna keep on James making Jones. live action-y action things forever <laughs> for all their stuff. So you, you know what worked? That animated thing. Let's make a live action <laughs> version of it. Yeah, I, I. So a lot of people are are psyched about Beauty and the Beast. Eh. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Wow, fuck, they really are. Yeah, they're just working through the back catalog. I just, um, I, uh, I don't care. It's not going to be good as the animated film. So how about the, how about that live action Song of the South? Huh? When are we gonna get that? <laughs> oh, that is. I guess dark. technically it was. I guess technically it was half. Yeah. Half live action to begin. Yeah, with. it was. It's, yeah, oh, zippity doodah. It's dark, man. You went to a dark place. <laughs> Let's bring it on. Bring it on back to the light side. How about that? Bring it on back. Bring it on back. Yeah. Bring it back to the light side. Yeah. Oh my God, Caitlin, this is totally unplanned. Okay. It's my phone. My phone. Yeah. Is, my phone is buzzing Sorry. while we're recording. It, it is unplanned, but the way you said that made it sound completely planned. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Caitlin, this is totally unplanned. It is totally unplanned. There's a weird pause there because my phone was buzzing on the table, which is a no-no. But the, my phone was buzzing because uh, 
friend of the show, Kaim Dar, was <laughs> messaging me through Facebook with uh, subject line, news for the show. <laughs> it's like, too late, Kaim, <laughs> but this should actually be mentioned. So this is hot off the goddamn press for you, friends. Well, sort of hot off the press because, you know, it's, it's actually a week, two, two weeks ago. <laughs> hot off the press for uh, this Saturday. <laughs> Old ass news by the time you hear this. <laughs> but... The news is that uh, Karen Berger, who is not a name people will know unless they are deep, deep in the comics, uh, Karen Berger was basically the reason Vertigo was good. Vertigo That's- Comics, home of Sandman, Preacher, Why the Last Man, all those fables, all those amazing comics from that like golden age of Vertigo Comics. Karen Berger was the reason behind it. She's got pretty much an unimpeachable track record as a editor and talent seeker and i would usually say that is high praise but it is not high praise not in this case why is it not high praise because it's true it's not like you're oh. <laughs> i'm not inflating her <laughs> no, accomplishments no. um so the news that kaim was sending on to me was that she had left vertigo a couple years ago a few years ago vertigo has let's be fair kind of been floundering since then yeah doesn't know really know what it's doing. The uh, the young animal imprint, headlined by the uh, guy from My Chemical Romance, has kind of been taking Vertigo's spot. Yeah. Or what would have been the Vertigo spot ever since Berger's departure. But uh, yeah, Karen Berger is coming back to comics, apparently. She's going to launch a new comics imprint through Dark Horse. Wow. So this is going to be the House of Berger again. She's going to be finding the titles... Editing the titles. She was also notable back in the Vertigo days of like pairing up creators. Cool. Finding creators to work together. So this is very exciting because she has did a lot of good work in her previous uh, role as head of Vertigo. So this will be very interesting. Uh, We have a quote through the press release that was posted on Comic Book Resources. Quote, Dark Horse has been at the front line of independent creator-owned comics for decades Said Berger, adding, it's great to be working with a company that has such a rich history of publishing scores of many incredible books by some of the best writers and artists in comics. I'm very fired up about being back in the game in a big way and to be producing this new line with top, diverse, creative talent and exciting, original new voices. That's awesome. So that is dope. Welcome back, Karen Berger. I'm so excited. That'll be, I'm very interested to see where that goes. Maybe there'll be a new mini golden age for Dark Horse. Dark Horse could use it, to be honest. Yeah. True. Only so many Hellboy books you can put out in a year. And it's true. Well, apparently now they don't think that way. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um. So yeah, that yeah, that does end us up on a on a, on a light note. Well, because there's only so much news in the world for us to find. And and at this in point, one day when we double up an episode. Yeah, yeah. So I believe on that note we will uh, lighten things up by taking our break, and when we come back. Caitlin and I will talk about the things we each brought each other. We'll see you soon. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the program. This is the part of the show where Caitlin and I talk about the things from our separate spheres of fandom exchange them, and see if there's any places our various interests can overlap. But before we get started talking about the things we brought each other, we have some rules. So many rules. 
actually three. The first one being the rule of three. If the thing we have been asked to look at runs on any sort of installments, episodes, issues, seasons. Epicycles. You're so big on epicycles. <laughs> it's a really interesting, weird concept in astronomy. <laughs> However it may express itself, you have to look at three of those parts. Yes. This uh, particularly comes into play with uh, shows of some kind. Um, in this case, it doesn't quite... Isn't quite the same for what we're doing this this time, but it do but it don't. You just kind of gotta. It's about giving the thing a chance to be the thing it's going to be. Yes. Um, the second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. Save it for the pod. However, we feel about the thing we were asked to look at. We do not speak about it with each other, no matter how much we want to, until we are sitting in front of these microphones, love or hate. Yeah, and I am going to give you a spoiler. Uh, uh, it was really hard this this time yes yes on both sides oh really okay good 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 to know um the third rule which isn't really a rule it's a policy is there will be spoilers this is a pro spoiler podcast it is super pro spoiler so if you are anti-spoiler you have some problem with spoilers you have a beef with spoilers you need to take it outside (laughs) how about that how about that catch me catch me outside how about that Catch me aside. We are so on top of the meme, y'all. <laughs> we were at the height of meme saturation. <laughs> so on that note, we like to alternate with the things we talk about first. This week, we will be talking about the thing I brought Caitlin first, which is a podcast. It is. Which is new for me. So despite being an avid podcast listener, I never really found one that I thought was worthy of bringing on the show we're talking about until this one which is crime town i feel like we need to have like sirens or something or like gunshots <laughs> the, the, sound, or... the sound of street life yeah um so this is a serial no pun intended is <laughs> a serial podcast meaning it tells a consecutive story over a season it is produced by gimlet media it is on that network of podcast which are also the network behind Podcasts like Reply All, Startup, Science Versus, which is a cool podcast I've listened to occasionally. You might enjoy that one. That is one where basically they just take a principle and good or bad, actually dig into the science and like facts behind that and then this anti-fact world we're living in right now. And it doesn't have an agenda. Like there's one where like, so like if you are like super liberal, you may not like the answers that some of it, you may expect that like a show about like gun control. That gun control decreases violence. If you're a liberal, you may say, like, that's, yes, I totally agree with that. But when you start digging into the numbers, maybe it doesn't make as much difference as you think it does. Uh-huh. It has no it has no agenda. A really good one I listened to once was about, like, helicopter parenting. Right. Like, these parents that are, like, you know, let the kids sleep in the bed till they're two and, like, you know, the latching and all that type of stuff. And they, yeah, really looked at the science of it. And it's like, mm, not so much. Doesn't really make an impact one way or the other. Cool. Which can throw in a mother's entire life into <laughs> and off balance. Anyway, Crime Town is going to be, it is ongoing, the ninth episode uh, just aired. It is produced and hosted by two gentlemen, Zach Stewart Pontier and Mark Smerling. They are documentary filmmakers, best known previously for uh, doing The Jinx, the HBO show. 
kind of I documentary. Didn't know that. It was notable at the time because I don't remember the exact case that was involved, but it was a guy who was suspected for murdering somebody mm-hmm. and it was never really solved and they were kind of investigating the situation behind the murder and they interviewed him a lot and basically this dude got flustered and went out to collect himself and basically started while the mic was on saying something about like don't worry just calm down they can't like talking to himself like right. calm down they can't prove anything they don't really know anything type of thing uh yeah spoilers for the jinx y'all wow so they were known for doing that and so this is their first go at a podcast and the catch for or the hook for crime town it's going to be a 20 episode season they're at episode nine right now they're going to look at a different city each season and kind of investigate the role that crime the mafia maybe not necessarily the mafia more so how crime works its way into a city and this season they are looking at providence rhode island and holy shit did they really hit the jackpot on this one um, so they basically tell the story, start with the story of the mayor of Providence, a guy named Buddy Cianci, who started out as like an assistant district attorney who tried to like put away the like mob boss of Providence, a guy named Raymond Patriarca and his like kind of crime family. And when he lost, he ran for mayor. He got elected. He quickly sort of succumbed to the wise guy mentality of local government and well i mean can i just uh, go right in you want to get in now okay i want to get in now before we get into it now the hook is he got elected for mayor got taken down went to jail got out of jail ran again and got reelected. yes (laughs) that's the hook and for 20 episodes pontier and smirling are both looking at like the crime families the law enforcement cianti himself it's very filled with primary sources, lots of interviewing, lots of these people telling their own stories. I'm not usually a fan of like produced podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like, did you ever fuck with Welcome to Night Vale? No, I've been told to take a look at it. I, I couldn't do it. It was just like too performative. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like most of the podcasts I listen to are like ours. It's just like right. people sitting around having a chat. This is why I also hate Radio Lab because Radio Lab, like, it's two people having a chat, but they're really like performative. It's like, so tell me again what happened. It's like, dude, you were in the room. You know when this, <laughs> <laughs> when you produced this episode, you knew the story beforehand. Don't act surprised. Um, this is a very produced podcast, but I don't mind it probably because they're talking to these wise guys. They're talking to these mobsters. They're all crazy fucking charismatic. But they're not. They're not all. It's not all mobsters and wise guys nope. there are uh zookeeper <laughs> zookeepers and there are uh you know people at the time who were part of when you know initially buddy sancy got voted in and so yeah, just it, government workers type of yeah, thing they talk um, to a lot of people um i i didn't know what to expect i love it <laughs> i am so hooked i absolutely need to know what happens next um I you were talking about the production values and the just the producing of it. Um, the sound engineering is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love the storytelling aspect. We know that I like radio plays. Yes, and I grew up um, listening to uh, things like Prairie Home Companion. Um, so stuff like that I've always liked. 
and the fact that like you okay so there's this the story about the this crime and we know how much i love crime and murder yes and you have these interviews like you said with these wise guys or enforcers for the mob who are very charismatic um second episode they introduce someone and, ta- and that was the moment i knew you were going to get this at some point um he, they introduce him uh, via his his role his his D and D game and his character and his yeah he plays D and D and his yeah and his uh, um, familiar and he's all talking all about that and you're kind of like who is this guy like he can't be some tough guy right like and then they get into it, the story and about he's his one of the childhood most brutal and, enforcers for this and crime he plays family. D and he's a dungeon master and you're just like mind blown. So, and it's it's really, really interesting. The only maybe criticism I have of it is sometimes the writing is not, it could be a little clearer. Mm. Or there's a couple times where they've, um, they've, they've opened with one part and I think they should have opened with another. That's more of probably just a, what I would like thing, a preference, but the work that they've done on it, the research that's gone in, um, again, the interviews, the people they interview, the the sound bites they got are all fantastic. Um, and it makes a really well-rounded story. They do that thing. There's one, I don't know if it's in episode two or three. It was in one of the first batch of episodes where I think they were really getting into Patriarcha as a person. And he was definitely, you know, your stereotypical mob boss who, like, you know, handed out turkeys to yeah at Christmas, and it's like you needed anything, he helped people out all the time. You know, mm-hmm. if you needed something, he was there to help you out. And they were talking to this guy, and he was making that—I don't remember who it was—but they were making that case about like, oh, you know, Raymond was a good guy. He, you know, he never he never hurt anybody. And there's just a pause, like you can tell yeah. they just knew to just like let that hang for a minute. And there's a pause, and then the guy just goes, "Well, I mean, he helped more people than he hurt." Yeah type of thing and they're very good at just like you know that's interviewing one-on-one sometimes you just hang back and let people talk and people don't like silence so they keep talking yeah this show came to me the reason i haven't heard about it was uh some website might have been the ringer it's always the ringer wrote an article asking the question like is crime town the wire of podcasts right meaning like do we have our prestige tv podcast now like mm-hmm. serial before this was maybe the closest which all honesty, I never listened to. I tried it. Sarah Canning's voice kind of bugged me. There you go. Sorry. And I, yeah, I myself did not know what to expect when I went into this. I was just like, you know, listen, I work nights. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Sometimes you run out. Sometimes. Yeah. So you're like, and with a million podcasts in the world, sometimes, you know, you can, you know, 2,700 channels, nothing's on type of thing. Well, so I checked it out and was just like, again, episode two, two moments. They talked to two enforcers that episode yeah. and the first one. He like runs a moving company or something, yeah. And his guy didn't show up because there's like a death. Oh. In the, there's like a death in the family or something. This is so he's like, good. Oh, he's telling me. No, no, no. It's the line is he's like he he had he had to go to the funeral, so that means when he comes to work tomorrow, he's going to have to go to the unemployment. Take his line. fucking ass to the, the unemployment, unemployment line. line. <laughs> yeah, that was the line. I was like, well, this is delightful. <laughs> and then yeah, when that dude started talking about his like. Is familiar and his and his character in D and D. I was like, "Are you kid? What are you kidding me?" <laughs> and even you know, there are descriptions of of the jail and you know going to the north side of the jail. And the guy had like glasses, Glass and glasses, ice, yeah. and scotch. Um, and the reporter asks, um, "So you you didn't really have cups?" And he's like, "Cup? What are you talking about? We had paper cups. That's all we got. <laughs> this guy had glass." 
glasses. Glassware. Scotch glasses. Um, so, yeah, it was really, really interesting seeing their viewpoint. Um, and they talked to them about the violence of it and h- how did they deal with that and what did they feel about committing the violence and really, really interesting. Um, so, yeah, their interviews are amazing. Their uh, the, the production value is fantastic. So it, it's almost like a mixture of uh, a radio play and a crime show um which are two things i love <laughs> and they do it really really well and definitely as i'm into the third episode um and like i've been it's i i almost didn't end up watching the rest of last week's show because <laughs> i was like i keep, just want to listen to the fourth keep episode listening to crime time. because you want to know what they ended with on the third episode at the end because they always do a like next time yeah yeah i forget i listened to that one a while ago. a goddamn heist they're oh, like yeah. the oh, yeah. biggest heist in history. I was yep. like, "Why? I have to know yep, about the one. heist." So, because real crime is just one of my favorite things, um, and I don't weirdly, I don't like um, uh, something like in cold blood. I I couldn't read, um, but something when it's about like crime families and how crime evolves, like you said, in a city. Um, where does it come from? How does it? propagate i one of the things i talk about is with buddy cnc how to get himself into the office he had he had to end up going to the mob and doing exactly what he said he wasn't going to do because he ran as a republican i don't remember had something to do with the party he was so he ran as a republican and it was mostly it was a democrat city yeah mostly irish democrats um, and because he was Italian and he's a Republican, there's no way. So he needed the mob to get the vote. Because the dungeon master guy could, like, yeah, he was able to round up votes. Yeah. So he was doing exactly what he said he didn't want to do. Because um, the condition was he had to, like, then give all these dudes um, city jobs. Legit city jobs. Because yeah. they, those were the good jobs. So you had, again, and which is why when the zookeeper came up, right? The zookeeper so talking great. about like people getting jobs who were not zookeepers, right? Like the guy who fed the dead turtle. The for, fucking turtle thing. Oh my God. Uh, for, for three days. Uh, so yeah, it, it, again, there's all these different layers and aspects to the story and they really try and hit them. And they do move all over the place. Like, so they did a batch, and then they took a break for a couple of weeks, and then they just wrapped a second batch, and now they're on break again. And the second batch is like this fucking nuts thing just about Buddy, basically the thing that brought him down the first time. Right. I can't even – I'm not even going to. Like, it's it's so bizarre, the thing that ended up ultimately bringing him down the first time. Right. And the one I just listened to before you got here was they went back to – the guy with the moving company yeah, and like his whole life and how basically how he ended up getting out and just like two moments when they're talking, a new gangster shows up and his nickname was Bobo. Right. And they're basically saying they go to see him in prison. So like you hear, they've got the recorder on, you hear the guard going like, what do you guys got? You got a camera, you got, you know, whatever, just a yeah. sound recorder. He's like, yeah, no cell phones, no nothing. Like, no, just, just the sound recorder. And they describe this Bobo gangster who's like, I think he was third. He was two under Patriarca. Right. He comes in. And they're describing how he still looks, you know, even he's like, he's like 72 and he's still, they're still kind of intimidated by him type of thing. Right. And he sits down and it's like, uh, 
He's like, so what, so what do people say about me? <laughs> He's like, oh, lot, lot, lots of people talk about you. He's like, yeah, it's the nickname, right? It's like, the thing is, though, if you went up on the hill, like, there's like 15 guys all named Bobo, but I was little Bobo, so I still, and you're like immediately like enthralled with this guy. Like, he's, he's like, possibly a murderer, he's a gangster, but you're like, you're delightful. I would just like to chat with you forever. Um, but they get back to the guy who owns the moving company. I, forgive me, I forget his name, but I won't tell you all the details of his life after he got out of the mob, because it's amazing, and you won't even see it coming. Right. But he just alludes to like, he basically says something about like, you know, you know, I, I hope not he's like i don't really go into praying so i'm like i say hope and pray but i hope i'm not that guy anymore i try really hard not to be that guy but let somebody fuck with you when i'm in the room right it's like it's always there i know he's still there yeah like and just the way he was talking about it i was like why do i have to wait two more weeks for another yeah (laughs) because it's still organic it's still happening they're they take breaks to do more reporting because i think as this thing grows it gets out there somebody hits them up and be like hey do you ever hear about this? It's still developing as they go along. They're taking this break to go do some more reporting. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's so well done and so enthralling and so good. And kick punches. Yeah. It's got a nine out of a ten. Nine out of a ten. Yeah. Cool. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know how you would go with because you're like a, you know, you're you're murder. You're kind of you're kind of murder. Well, we don't I, really talk about like true crime type of stuff. Well, like, I do love true crime shows. Um, I but I really love that sort of how people get to where they are, what happened, why it happened, um, and they have a they have tones of investigation in this, right? And that's one of the things I love mm. is investigation and again, why did this happen? Um, when they're recounting the story of trying to take down patriarcha and like them having to go to the church god yeah i forgot about and then they're 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 going to the parents who had their kid baptized and the enforcers are already there and then they're all on the same plane together that was their alibi and they had to yeah basically prove that a priest was lying yeah and in irish catholic rhode island type of thing that was just insanity (laughs) and amazing and i and all i could think while i was listening is there are a million stories here like movies oh yeah like like from all the way from the guy with the moving company and the guy who plays Dungeons and Dragons to like the bigger story. How has no one made a million movies out of this one city yet? Yeah, how, right? how, have I, how, how did I never hear about Buddy Cianci before, yeah. before this? But. So, um, yeah, they really, they kind of hit the jackpot with this idea and they've executed it brilliantly. So you're on board? You are subscribing? I am so so on board i i am i've never looked forward to doing the trek home because it's always late at night and it's a, taking the go train and there's always a game on now, it's you, crowded. now you know you got six, six episodes of uh crime town to get you through I the commute psyched uh it should be said they're they're they don't overstay their welcome they mm-hmm. could go like like other podcasts sometimes <laughs> <laughs> they are a once you take out the ads and the credits like yeah. they probably run 25 minutes like they're super they're super short so these guys are on it Hell of a show if you're into any of this sort of stuff. It's got Kate's approval. It does. Check it out. The Caitlin seal of approval. Moving on. You want to know what else has Kate's seal of approval? Boy, do I. <laughs> it is a a little character, I would start out by saying, called um, Catfile. Or as I have him in my notes, Brother Who's a Wetsits. <laughs> um, so... Cadvile, for those of you who who don't know, um, also known as Brother Cadvile, was created by Ellis Peters, also known as um, Edith Pargeter, um, 
Ellis Peters is her nom de plume. Um, she, he is basically a character that Ellis made up who is a Benedictine monk. He's well, she's Roman Catholic and, um, he solves mysteries and helps make the world a better place. Um, the, uh, stories are, are historically accurate and the stories take place between 1135 and 1145 during what is called the anarchy in England. Um, it was, there was a, a vying of power between King Stephen um, versus, in, in in her stories, they always call her Empress Maud, but historically her name was Empress Matilda. I don't know why that, that change was made. Um, between So it was between England and Normandy. So all the stories sort of take uh, place during this great upheaval. And uh, yeah, and he was, he had gone crusading. He was a knight errant and he's come back and he's taken the cloth and he's kind of spectacular. And in their they've they're they started out being books but then they were turned into radio plays and also into a television show which starred the amazing Derek Jacoby. So when I was thinking about things that I love that that'll be a question in a moment. <laughs> so when I was thinking about things I loved, I had to think about in this case what do I give Jordan? What medium do I give Jordan? Mm-hmm. And though I love the television show, it was very 80s. Um, I the, the radio play got me through uh, working somewhere before that was awful. Um, There's a lot of data entry. And uh, I really liked, A, the, the person who played uh, Cadvile. I'll get to that in a sec. And I love radio plays. And Jordan had liked... Never wear before. So I did. I, I thought maybe I would give this a try. See, after a year of doing this, I can tell Jordan's <laughs> face. He's trying to not give anything away. He's a terrible poker face. Um, I specifically gave Jordan um, a, a episode called Dead Man's Ransom. Or I guess it's a series. It's five. Ep- it's split up into five episodes. It was adapted in 1995 for BBC Radio 4 by Bert uh, Cools in five parts, as I mentioned. Um, it starred Philip Maddock as Brother Cadfile. In, I think, the radio play and the television show, they call him Cadfile, um, but it's supposed to be Cadvile. So you might hear us change the um, <laughs> the how to say it. Um, in this particular story, it actually doesn't really matter what happened because they're all kind of similar. Basically, there's a hostage, not a hostage, there's a hostage negotiation and someone has to be taken to the court and there's these two guys who are young and good looking and then there's this like the sheriff's daughter or something is in the castle as well and there's a romance and then Cadfile has to help young love blossom, blah, blah, blah. And then there's probably a murder and he solves it probably using herbology because um, that's what he does. He's a mad herbalist. (laughs) Because it's basically CSI in the 12th century. um, And fun stuff probably ensued. So, Jordan, with that explanation of Cadfile out of the way, what did you think? So I got to paint a couple pictures here before I I get into this. (laughs) Just try and and Um, give the people a sense of my state of mind here. As we said, we're recording this out of time. Recording it a week previous before it airs. So the week leading up to this recording session, I had done five overnights in a row, five five midnights straight. And then I had some errands to run. I got a three-day weekend after those five consecutive overnights. 
and had to run some errands. But because I get done so early, the places I needed to run errands at were not open. So I had a lot of I had a lot of time killing to do. So I started listening to this while tired on the train. Okay. And then I got to a Starbucks in the annex here in Toronto. And to kill time there, I started doing a bunch of uh, Patreon stuff, getting that all set up. Right. And so I'm just you know, bludgeoning my mind, frustrated with how my I was on my iPad and like it wasn't responding. My iPad's a little older now. It wasn't responding as well. And then uh, it was 9 o'clock. The barbershop was open. I listened to it again, walking down from the Starbucks to the barbershop. And then I got my haircut and I walked down from the annex to Queen West. And I listened to the second episode, walking slash playing Pokemon Go. Um <laughs> 80 new Pokemon from the Johto region. So, it's, the long story short is when I listened to the first two episodes, I was um, not at my sharpest. Right. little fatigued. Mm-hmm. little, you know, distracted because I was kind of walking and trying playing to... Playing Pokemon Go. Playing Pokemon Go and not trying to get hit by a streetcar at the same time. I have a university degree and a college diploma. Mm-hmm. This made me feel like I didn't even understand English. <laughs> It's just words flying by, and I would literally have to try to like zero in on the main point, like, <laughs> I <don't... laughs> like I don't, I don't have words for it. It would just be like the, the wubba wubba in it was off the chain on this. No, it was not. It, it was, was. It was not. I would be like, I literally like stop and be like, okay, what? There's a sheriff. Who's talking right now? <laughs> there was a sheriff. Uh, there's ultimately, I think this was going to come down to. Like, when you said there was a TV series, I immediately, in my brain, was like, why didn't you just give me that? I don't, it's not the character or the concept, you know, I like all that. I like, I do enjoy that time period, believe it or not. It has a real, like, Assassin's Creed feel to it for me. But just like, I was, ooh, there's a, okay, there's a hostage. Who's fighting? What? <laughs> Who's at war with who? What is happening? Okay, and this guy's hurt. And they're, they're going to exchange him for the, okay, there's a sheriff. There's a sheriff. He's been captured somewhere. And now we're going to try to exchange this guy. Okay, that's the point. That's the main point of this episode. Just hold on to that. And then there'd be like a like a whammo at the end of the episode. I'm like, okay, those are our two points. 25 minutes long. Just hold on to those two points for dear life as the, as the like torrents of wubba just go by. <laughs> go by your face. <laughs> I don't know who's talking. I don't know what's happening. And then the second episode, it's like within minutes... The guy they're exchanging for the sheriff has fallen in love with the sheriff's daughter. This entire segment is going to just be me asking you questions about yeah, this thing. Yes. Love at first sight. Yeah. Love, okay. That, sure. That's the thing that happens. Yeah. Um, and so he doesn't want to go back. Yes. Because he wants to stay and marry the sheriff's daughter. Yes. And how does he not go back? Does he like hide in a bale of hay or some shit? Wait, did like, you finish it? I got through the third one. Yeah. And I didn't finish the whole thing. But well, no, I got the then the you have one. to wait and finish the whole thing if you want to know. Why he didn't go back? No. Why? I mean, how he didn't go back. Oh. Because, yeah, he had this... And then people would be yelling because there was, like, <laughs> sparring or fighting going on. Like, and and so they get the sheriff back and he gets murdered by, like, the end of episode two. And then by the end of episode three, I will say, <laughs> it's a low bar, episode three was the best <laughs> of the three. Because <laughs> there was, like, you know some in investigating there's a lot of like breathing on the mic which i think was a deliberate production choice but there's like the rich baritone of brother cadvile 
Shoutster, what was his name? Oh, uh, his name was Philip Maddock. Shouts to Philip Maddock, your rich chocolatey baritone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just getting all in there. Um, somebody stole a cloak or something? No, they brought a cloak to the sheriff. <laughs> then he was <laughs> killed. And they, <laughs> they, they also stole a fucking brooch off the cloak or something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So you got you got it. Is that even what happened? <laughs> this is, I think, better than actually listening to it. <laughs> Just jo- Jordan tries to remember a radio play. <laughs> But I was just like baffled about like why am I having such a hard time even understanding what is happening I right don't now? Know. <laughs> like, I can't tell who people would just show up, no introduction. Like there would be moments where there was like a narrator who would contextualize things, and I appreciate. It was like okay, he could have shown up maybe a little more <laughs> to kind of center me into whatever was happening. Because then suddenly Cat Vile's talking to someone else, and I have no idea who this person is. Or- oh. The, the the hostage guy and was the deputy sheriff there from part one or I I can't remember. You don't even these. know. I... <laughs> it's like my problem is not even my problem's not the story, it's you know, the the medium is the message. As it was the medium. I was just like, I what is happening right now? Like I it made me feel so dumb. Oh dear. And I'm pretty dumb, but I'm not that dumb. No, I can I can dumb. listen to the English language and understand it <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> this time I was just like, Whoa. Uh, Well, we could always do a follow up episode where I give you the the T V show. Maybe, because I didn't hate first of all, I want to give shells to what the hell was this? I love it when Caitlin, like, this is also the point of the show, right? Because there's just, like, worlds of worlds. fans of shit out there mm-hmm. that I have no idea exist. So when Kate gives me a website. Old Time Radio? Called oldtimeradiodownloads.com. Yeah. Where somebody's just been, like, you know, it's like the deep web dark internet of old, <laughs> old time radio play uh, bootlegs. <laughs> Because I don't think this is commercially available. This thing came out in 1995, so people have been circulating recordings of this mm-hmm. since 95. I actually think it might be available with BBC, uh, on BBC. Oh, okay. But most BBC content is not available in North America. True. They block it, so... Yeah, I had to find a janky workaround for Neverwhere. Oh, really? Similar sort of thing, where it's just right, like yeah. uh, somebody ripped it off the BBC site and mm-hmm. put it on a blog sort of thing. Yeah, and then I realized they kind of gave a... Uh, gave this like contextual breakdown that you basically gave about like, you know, the anarchy and, and what the setting of the novels that this was based on. Cause starting it cold with nothing. Oh <laughs> Jesus. I fucking had no idea what was happening here. Oh, this is so good. Is he a priest? What? <laughs> I don't even need a rating. I just, you know, <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> So I'm going to give it one. It's okay. going to be. You can give it two. You can give it one for the story and one for the medium, if you like. <laughs> okay. Fair. Uh, the story, I will give like a six. Okay. I didn't hate the story. The medium is like a three. I don't know if it was my <laughs> problem or the writing's problem or the cast's problem. The voices were not distinguishable enough for me. <laughs> Maybe you need to be on more than three four hours of sleep a week possibly, to, possibly. to really distinguish it. But yeah, you cool brother Cadvile. but I just, I'm sure people listening to this, uh-huh. listening to me talk about it is, it will very much give a similar experience to what it was like for me trying to listen to this actual <laughs> radio play. Uh, 
my face hurts. I've been laughing so hard. <laughs> well, if nothing else, we can always rely on that. No updates because any updates we had happened at the start at the end of last week's episode. Yes. But I do want to say uh, I did want to plug something while I'm here and I have the thought in my head. Because I do talk about being a writer sometimes. I did write something, and it is out somewhere that you can read. <gasps> I wrote a piece on a Pakistani band uh, named Jaubi. They do basically Hindustani, Indian classical covers of hip-hop music. Cool. Among other things. That's or they, amazing. Or they want to do Indian classical renditions of, like, they want to blend neo-soul with Indian classical music. I'm very curious to see where that, where that goes. But, uh, yeah, I have a piece on them for Bandcamp. Bandcamp Daily, if you just search up Jalbi or it should still be on the front page of their of their site or somewhere thereabouts. Uh yeah. So if you ever were curious about things, my ability as a writer, you can check that out there. Thanks to Kate for helping me edit it before I send it in. No problem. And yeah, I think that's just about gonna wrap it up for this one. Uh as we said at the top, get at us for any reasons on the socials. Twitter at GeekdownPod, email GeekdownPod at gmail.com, and the Facebook group www.facebook.com forward slash GeekdownPod. If you would like to uh, throw your support to the show and help us to improve it, you can do that at patreon.com slash GeekdownPod. And for as little as a dollar a month, we could be shouting you out right now. Yeah. So that's our first tier is uh, a shout out and our love forever and ever. All the love. And as we say... On the Patreon, in the welcome video that's there. Because if you've ever wondered what the hell we look like, hey, there's a reason to go swing by, if nothing else. Because he's finally captured me on, <laughs> on image. It took, it took an ultra ball. <laughs> it took an ultra ball and 15 raspberries, but I finally did it. But as we say on there, a dollar does not seem like much. Maybe you don't think a dollar could make a difference. But if a bunch of people pledge a dollar a month to the Geekdown Pod, that's... Not insubstantial. That's huge. We're, we'd be really happy with that. We would be over the moon. So by all means, if you enjoy what we do and you have a dollar that you have no other use for every month and you want to toss it to us, we would greatly appreciate it. We really would. More information about all that sort of stuff on the Patreon, patreon.com slash geekdownpod. And with that, I believe we will take our leave. I think it's about that time. Thank you so much for joining us as you do every week, friends. It means the world to us. My name is Jordan Ferguson. And my name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Robert Gasser, and we will see you next week for another episode of the Geek Down Podcast. See you then. Dude, you're hitting me all the time. It's just, I'm excited. Why are you excited? Because we're doing another episode. <laughs> Woo! I guess I did it on a train. Woo! Woo! Wait, what?